If you're going to try and tell me that you have absolutely 100%, without a doubt, absolutely 100%, no sexual attraction to Mr. Bean in any way, <laughs> then I'm going to call you a goddamned liar. <laughs> Honestly. Man's a saint. <laughs> I had a sex dream with Mr. Bean once. No, you I did. I don't remember it because I blocked it from my memory, yeah. most of it, but I do remember that. It happened. was too good. That's why you had to block it from your memory. That was it. That was clearly it. Uh, welcome back to Paranormal, everyone. We're your hosts. I'm Marie. And I'm Nicolina. <laughs> and uh, if you're tuning in for the first time, you're probably like, what the fuck? They're talking about Mr. Bean? I'm here for a paranormal uh, podcasting. We're going to get there. Yeah. We're going to get there. But if you're here for the first time, here's what you can expect from our podcast. First 10 to 20 minutes are going to be us talking about our life updates, what's going on with us. Then we're going to read each other our horoscopes. Then we're going to get into the spooky stories. So if you don't want to deal with any banter or horoscopes, skip ahead 10 to 20 minutes and you'll get straight to the stories. And for those of those of you who actually like us, <laughs> this part's for you. <laughs> Next up, we'll Next be talking up. about our lives. Yeah. Why this audio is finally working. Oh my god, I hope it sounds good. I'm gonna <laughs> oh die. Oh my god. We just spent a good two or three hours trying to figure out what was wrong with our audio because we realized that on our last episode... Last three episodes. Last three episodes, on some people's devices, it sounded perfect. And then on other people's devices, it sounded like... You could only hear one, one side, person. one person speaking. Um... So we're not audio engineers, but we're working on it. (laughs) We have some audio engineer friends who have helped us along. So shout out to, want to give a shout out? Oh, I think they deserve one. They do deserve it. We're going to give a shout out to John, Colin, and Mickey. Yeah. All three of them who helped us out today. Yeah. So we're finally figuring this out and hopefully everyone's devices gets to hear both of us loud and clear I hope so on this episode and we apologize to those who have been struggling to listen um and have still continued to follow along and And we love you to those who have been donating to our patreon despite the fact that we clearly um, thought we were doing so we were doing so great and we (laughs) were not uh, speaking of our Patreon, we have some shout-outs to give out. We do. For our Patreon. Um, let Marie pull that up. Oh, yeah. I've got it, baby. I've okay. got it ready to go. So, we want to give quick shout-outs to Brock, Taylor, Jamie, Maxwell, and Mary for becoming Patreons. Um, we love you guys more than we love any of our other fans because you're donating to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> so... Just fucking right in it. If you want a shout out on an episode, uh, donate to our Patreon. It's literally $1 and we'll give you a shout out. And um, also on our alternate episodes, we have Hometown Haunts and you can maybe get your story read before anybody else's stories get read. So that's pretty cool. Um, Beauty. Also really wanted to quickly shout out to Eileen who won our ghost giveaway on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And now we have a new giveaway. Yeah, it's coming out on Friday. You guys will see tomorrow. We are putting it up on our Instagram page. We have another giveaway. It's another handmade item by yours truly. 
It's I'm, adorable. I You're am. all going to love it. I love it. I want one myself. Nicolina's boyfriend loved it. Yes. So, I wasn't going to say that, but yes. he did. So, you know it's good because he is a classy man. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, what's up? You just got back from a weekend away? I did. Mm-hmm. It's Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. I did my first 18-hole golf tournament. Um, I mostly just twerked on the fairway. Yeah. And uh, just looked good doing it. Good for you. <laughs> I saw those pictures. You looked great. Thank you. Um, I also just got back from a week away. Well, not a week, a four-day weekend away with my, I went to my in-laws. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. I got like a couple cute little ghost stories that I can share on this episode for everyone. Perfect. I also have some ghost stories, but oh, I don't, yeah, yeah that was from previous weekend. Um, so my boyfriend and his friends all went to PEI and they have some ghost stories about their place that they stayed in. Really? Yeah. And actually he should probably just come out and tell the story. How I did, don't... yes, get him out here. But how did I not know this yet? I'm yeah. so excited. And, uh, and then the, his friend's brother also went to PEI and had an experience at a place that was super haunted. I need so. him to come out here and tell us these stories. Yeah, because I don't really remember specifically what occurred, but I just know that it was like things were, doors were closing, windows oh, were opening. my God. Yeah, weird things. Get him out here while I tell. He's, he's gaming. Oh, yeah, he's gaming. I can't really, like, I can text, text him. him. I'll text him. Um, in the meantime, while you text him, I'll talk about what happened to me. Okay. So a few weeks ago, I forgot to mention it on the podcast, but my sister and I both had visitation dreams from the same uncle on the same night. So right. I had a dream that me and my dad were on a walk. We saw my uncle who has passed away. He was my dad's best friend and my sister's godfather. And um, I had seen him standing on a front lawn inside of this house that I've, or outside of this house that I had never seen. He's like waving at us. And my dad said something like, man, I really miss him or something like that. But he was waving at us and he was like, so happy he was the ha- like I've never seen him so happy and then two nights later I called my sister and told her oh I had a dream about our like our uncle Bob the other night yeah and she was like oh my god I had a dream about our uncle Bob the other night and in her dream he was at a birthday party with her and she said he was doing the same thing, just, like, smiling and having the best time ever. That's awesome. I know. And then we found out that it was on the exact same night. We both had dreams where he was acting the same way in both mm-hmm. of our dreams. So I was like, damn, like, that was definitely him coming to, like, say hi, to let us know he was okay. And then while I was up at my in-law's house, um, my friend has a sister who is also in the same town mm-hmm. and uh she saw three lights in the sky one stacked on top of the other like a totem pole okay and they all shot up straight up into the air like all together in unison up straight into the air what yeah and she took a picture of it okay she took a picture first and then after the picture she was going to take a video but by the time she had gotten the video to work it, it was, was gone, gone. Mm-hmm. uh but i have a picture so i can post that up on our instagram with our stories and then uh one of their neighbors had come over he had mo- he moved but he used to live right across from my in-laws and this is extremely like 
way up north, like miles in between your neighbors. Mm -hmm. But this guy lived directly across and he has a farm or he had a farm. He just sold it. It was a family farm. It had been in his family for like 200 years. His great grandparents, grandparents, parents, everyone lived yeah. there. Um, and he told me that not only him, but multiple people when he would speak to them in town would say that when they were driving past or walking past the farm, they would see his mother walking around oh, that's the property, creepy. but she's been dead for years. Wow. Years. And he said one time he was out plowing the fields and his dad never trusted him to use the machinery. And he said, out of the corner of my eye, I could see my dad standing there watching me while I was using the heavy machinery and when I would turn to look at him, he wouldn't be there. But then when I would turn back and face straight, he would still be in the corner of my eye. And I could clearly see that it was my father. That's wild. I know. That's all. Those are all the stories I have for you about personal stories. Okay. Um, Admir is still very gaming. Gaming. That's fine. He hasn't even looked at his phone. Probably not. I don't want to. I almost feel like I want to save this for like a hometown haunt episode. Sure, we can. Because, Yeah. Yeah, I don't care. That. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Tune in next week. <laughs> Tune in next week for a PEI hometown haunt. Yeah. yeah. The ghost of PEI. <laughs> All right. You want right. to do some horoscopes? I do. We forgot to pull them up, but... No, I've got... Well, I've got yours on my, my phone, so I'll read yours and okay. you... All right. I've got mine. So, you ready? I'm ready. Today, you might earn corporate kudos, Leo. For all the signs indicate that your imagination is flying high and can be put to work to increase your job effectiveness. You might even earn a promotion or increase in salary. However, it's important to curb the impulse to hide the downside of whatever you're doing from those in power. Be honest. It will benefit you more in the long run. Hmm, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yesterday... Um my manager messaged me and was like giving me kudos on um our follower growth on LinkedIn mm. and uh also just with podcast stuff um he was basically saying you know we can utilize some things like we're he's getting a lot of requests on his own personal podcast because oh. of the business podcast nice. so that's helping him um so he's like yo this is awesome like this is helping me out as well. And he was just basically like saying like, whatever. So I guess there's a personal kudos there. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen a promotion yet, but I would love to see one. <laughs> so yeah. uh, if that's coming, I hope that's coming soon. Fingers crossed. Um, and I would also say that, yeah, I probably do need to vocalize some of the issues that go on with my work because I think people underestimate how long certain things take and um, just how much effort goes into certain aspects of the job that mm-hmm. seem to be just like turning out content and, you know, it's like just happens overnight and mm-hmm. like, yeah, it takes a lot of like creativity and process and branding and a lot goes into it. So, yeah, I mean, I could probably vocalize my, the strifes, of my job a little bit more to my fellow coworkers. I think they understand yeah, for the most part. Um, however, I think some upper management is, 
they almost, um, they, because they aren't on the front lines of doing it, they mm-hmm. don't really get it as much. No, definitely So their not. expectations are a lot higher and it's like, okay, but if you were doing this, you would know just how much time and effort goes into it. Right. Um, and getting that content out isn't easy. So anyway, yeah, cool. Good. Good, <laughs> Good. one. Good one for Good you. one for me. So Gemini, strange, passionate stirrings could find you wanting to escape from civilization with a lover, Gemini. I mean, I am here with you. You are. (laughs) This is a great day for it. At least plan a quiet evening at home with your special someone. (laughs) (laughs) You might also want to satisfy other sensual cravings, such as desire for delicious food, drink, or comfortable chairs or beds. Hmm. Flow with it. We all need a little self-indulgence now and then. You know, I'm definitely going to self-indulge in a brand new microphone for this podcast, so (laughs) I did. I self-indulged today, baby. Um, I mean, my husband is quitting smoking currently, so he's on the patch. Oh, He's not fun to be around. No. Uh, I don't want to spend a sensual evening at home with him tonight. (laughs) Any other night, sure. Sensual evening. But, uh, did I say that in there? Sensual evening? Yeah, <laughs> whatever. It's a sensual craving. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, maybe sensual cravings for a cigarette for him. But, <laughs> that's no, fair. He's just, yeah. He's, well, he's been smoking since he was like 15, so he's having a rough go of it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I hung out with you. I hung out with my best friend and her kids today, so that was fun. There but. you go. I indulged in that, let's say. Cool. So, I mean, not really. Yeah. It was an okay one. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So now we shall get into today's theme, which... Hello, fellow podcast listeners. Are you interested in a strange UFO story? Or maybe a haunting from the great state of Texas? Or maybe true crime tickles your fancy, and we may have a case you've never heard before. If any of these stories entice you, then check out Mystified Podcast. We're a podcast that brings you strange and unusual stories every Friday. You can find us on any platform that you listen to podcasts on, or check us out on Facebook at Mystified Podcast Discussion Group, or even Instagram at Mystified underscore pod. So grab a drink and come have a laugh and maybe a scare with us. See you there. I'm actually, like, it was kind of... Um, a last minute decision to go with this theme, mm-hmm. but I'm actually really excited with what stories we found. Mm-hmm. So um, I am going first, mm-hmm. and Marie's going to go second, mm-hmm. and I am going to um, tell the story of Alice Penny Taylor, which is the witch of uh, Zachary in Louisiana. Louisiana. Oh my god. So the theme is famous witches. Sorry, fam- no, it's famous fine. witches. Yes, yeah. and in, in all honesty, our second option was famous cemeteries haunted or haunted cemeteries. cemeteries. Yeah, and this story actually combines both. both. Yeah. So I still really want to do a haunted cemetery. Episode. We should. We okay. definitely should do that. Um, but I'm just happy you that this both. one has yeah. <laughs> got touches it. on both. So yeah, we're doing um we're doing witches uh, haunting witch hauntings. I guess you could. I say. guess yeah yeah. Um, okay, so I got my story content from The Bone Lady, Life as a Forensic Anthropologist by Mary Manheim. So basically this is about all of her, 
like bone discoveries and she happened to this witch was one of the ones that she had to uncover yo i'm so excited for this i briefly like scanned it when you sent it to me Mm -hmm. i did not go in to do a deep dive because i'm excited to hear you tell me okay good Mm -hmm. and then the second um citation is called witch of zachary rumor to escape grave wander cemetery (laughs) <laughs> so that's literally the title um, by Francis Spencer um, in The Advocate. So he wrote two articles around this, but mm-hmm. this one um, is the one that had basically all the content that I needed. Amazing. Um, so yeah, so we're going to just kind of go right into it and uh, tell the story of the Witch of Zachary. All right, let's hear it. So Alice Penny Taylor was 19 years old when she died in 1859 and was buried in the only above-ground vault in a cemetery near Zachary, Louisiana. And that's where her story ended, and the story of Alice the Witch of Zachary begins. Alice the Witch of Zachary began haunting the imaginations of Zachary folks when the town was a little more than a village at the crossroads or the outskirts of Baton Rouge. The 1850s brought double death and destruction to Louisiana, the Civil War, and the Yellow Fever epidemic. Townsfolk were warned that Alice made a pact with dark forces that extended her contact with the land of the living. And Susie Rice Granier grew up hearing the stories and wrote of it two years ago in Dig, a local magazine. An old lady, supposed to have been an old lady. Okay. She had a small gate around her grave, and once all the posts fell down, she was going to come up from the dead and kill everyone. Another mystery is her final resting place. Three cemeteries are near the Zachary Crossroads. Many telling the story have her wandering the Zachary Public Cemetery, unrested at Azalea Rest Cemetery, or crossing the plains of the Cemetery of Buller Plains. All three are adjacent, so many say she haunts all three. Whether Alice the Witch held a grudge or is just tired of her cramped confines, it appears she would not rest in place. Granier recalled hearing that on three separate occasions, the slab covering her grave was moved and her remains were later found outside of her grave. Heavy iron bars were eventually added to the grave to hold her in. Locals claim you can spot Alice roaming the cemetery at night, calling out to her loved ones. Others claim she is searching for a way to escape the cemetery to carry out a vengeful killing spree. Documentation of Alice outside the tomb started in the 1950s and 60s, a full century after her death. On numerous occasions, the concrete slab was broken and the next morning, Alice's remains were found outside her grave. A vengeful killing spree, however, was never reported. Recent years have shed light on Alice Taylor's mysteries. Wayne Rogilio of the Cemetery Maintenance Board reached out to famed forensic anthropologist Mary Mannheim for help in 1990. Rogilio hoped if the Bone Lady could put a face or story to the Witch of Zachary, Alice Taylor might get a much-needed rest. Rogilio said the cemeteries became a night hangout for teens in Zachary, and in the 1950s and at about that time, tomb desecration started. Alice Taylor was repeatedly dug up and left out. The cemetery caretakers had buried the remains before, but he was hoping Mannheim could examine the bones before she was buried for what he hoped was the last time. 
Mannheim took great interest in Alice Taylor and devoted a chapter to the case in her book, The Bone Lady, Life as a Forensic Anthropologist. Through history and science, Alice Taylor came back to life just enough to tell her own non-ghost story. Alice Taylor was actually a very young woman, not an old witch as many thought. Hmm. Mannheim was able to confirm her age in 1859 was a very was very near 19 years old because bones in her clavicle had not completely fused. She stood about 5 feet 2 inches. Her hair was crudely cropped off at the shoulders, leading Mannheim to conclude that she suffered from a terrible fever before her death, which was during the yellow fever epidemic. She was the wife of Isaac Taylor, who might or might not have been the nephew of U.S. President Zachary Taylor. Huh. Yeah. Alice Taylor had been married for a year, but there was no evidence to prove her family, but she notes she was probably pregnant right before or at her death. Uh. The raised crypt may have made Alice Taylor's grave stand out in the cemetery. It was unusual at that time and a reflection of European tradition not the custom of necessity of the below-sea-level areas like New Orleans. Mannheim theorized that Isaac Taylor buried his wife according to his family traditions, but at the cemetery of Bueller Plains where her other relatives were. Several gravestones of below-ground graves bear the name Penny. Isaac Taylor owned 300 acres on Ashland Plantation in an area of the bayou called Devil's Swamp. The much-abused grave slab once read, Sacred to the Memory of Alice A. Penny, consort of Isaac Simpson Taylor, born January 28, 1840, died December 29, 1859. Alice, you are not forgot. Dome that hides your lovely form from our view cannot hide, hide your sweet image from our hearts. Tongue cannot tell how much we loved you. We love thy memory still. We know you are not lost, but gone before you cannot return to us but we shall go to you yeah. someone outside her family minds the grave of alice taylor at the plain cemetery Mannheim thinks the flowers might represent the guilty conscience of a teen who has grown to manhood at the crossroads hmm. i wonder how a lifelike image of alice would look Mannheim pondered in her book such an image might help to make the dark reputation go away was just 19 5 2 like me and prego i know poor thing but um yeah she apparently wants to go on a killing spree i don't believe <laughs> i don't believe it i think she's so kind i could be wrong she might be a homicidal maniac she could be <laughs> i All guess right. we'll never know i guess not um so i'm going to tell the story of the St. Osyth witches. Okay. With witches? Witches? Um, and I hope I'm saying this right. It's in England, but that's fine. It's England. That's from England. London, England. Um, so <laughs> Thank you. So I got my information from the Clacton, Frinton Gazette, Live Science, BBC, Wikipedia, and Occult World. 
The history of the former jail known as The Cage has led many to claim that the house is haunted. Some call it the most haunted house in England. And we're going to get into this house. Cool. Uh, with a reputation attracting TV crews from around the world, this unique two-bedroom cottage comes available with many resident ghosts. <laughs> so this is what a realtor posted on Facebook when the woman uh, who owned this house was trying to sell it. So it's located in St. Osyth in Essex, UK. The building was recently placed on the market by its owner, Vanessa Mitchell, and this was the third time that she had tried to sell it since she had moved out. Uh, I think it sold in January of 2020. She reportedly fled the house back in 2004 and moved elsewhere after seeing mysterious blood spatters and being physically attacked by malevolent spirits, one of which was a satanic-looking goat. Cute. Yeah, super cute. A plaque outside the house states that St. Osyth resident Ursula Kemp was imprisoned there before being hanged as a witch in 1582. She was the first of 14 women from the town to be executed after being convicted of being a witch. During the St. Osyth witch trials in 1582... 14 women were accused of witchcraft-related crimes for which three were executed. Mm -hmm. and during the trials, the women were housed in the cage. So this house that oh, Vanessa Mitchell yeah. owned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of the accused, Ursula Kemp, was a poor woman who made a meager living by midwifery, harlotry, and white witchcraft, mainly unwitching, which was removing bad spells that people believed had been cast against them. She was sentenced to death by hanging, and she's commemorated in a plaque that hangs on one of the former prison's walls. A woman named Grace Thurlow had a son who became strangely ill with convulsions, and Kemp and some neighbors came to see him. Kemp took him by the hand, muttered incantations, and told Thurlow that the boy would do well enough. The child was healed almost immediately. Thurlow was suspicious of witchcraft because of the incantations that she was obviously saying to the son, um, and then wouldn't let Kemp help her with her newborn daughter because she also earned a living as a midwife, remember? The infant ended up falling out of its crib and broke its neck, and then Thurlow and Kemp ended up fighting, and Kemp threatened Thurlow with lameness. Soon, Thurlow was severely crippled with arthritis, that was so bad she could barely drag herself around on her hands and knees. In another account of the telling, Kemp had treated Thurlow for her arthritis, but Thurlow refused to pay her, after which the arthritis flared up again. Thurlow worked for a county session judge, Brian Darcy, and complained to him about Kemp. Darcy investigated and coerced Kemp's illegitimate eight-year-old son Thomas to confess to stories about his mother. He told Darcy that his mother had several spirits, one named Tiffin, the other Titty, I'm sorry, it is called Titty, and the third Pigeon, and the fourth was Lackey, and when he asked what colors they were, he said that Titty is like a little gray cat, <laughs> Tiffin is a white lamb, Pigeon is a black toad, and Lackey is a black cat. Thomas said that he had seen these familiars come at night and he had seen them suck blood from his mother at her arms and other places on her body. 
The judge also found a man who claimed that Kemp had bewitched his wife to death. Kemp denied the claims, but Darcy tricked her by falsely promising her leniency if she confessed to the crimes. So, obviously, she's afraid for her life. Yeah. And she confessed to having familiars and consorting with other St. Osythe witches, and she named them. So, she named them as Elizabeth Bennett, Alice Hunt, and her sister Marjorie Salmon, as well as Alice Newman. Hunt and Salmon were daughters of Old Mother Barnes, who was a reputable witch, and she had allegedly given them her familiars, which were two spirits like toads. The one was called Tom and the other one was called Robin. These accused women in turn named other women, hoping for mercy from the court. So basically, sorry, I need to adjust myself Adjust. So basically, all of these women are being accused of being witches and they're turning in other women because they're afraid afraid. that they're going to die. Yeah. Um, So that's cool. (laughs) Hunt confirmed that her sister Marjorie was a witch as well as a woman named Joan Peachy. Newman confirmed Elizabeth Bennett was a witch. Soon, 14 women were exposed. Oh my Most gosh. of the women were disreputable and or poor women. Oh. So they didn't have money to fight this. Right. Hunt's eight-year-old stepdaughter claimed that she had two little spirits, one black and one white. Bennett admitted that she had two spirits, one called Suckin, who was black like a dog, and the other was Laird, and he was red like a lion. Mm. Another accused woman, Anus Hurl. <laughs> what? How would you say this name up at the very top? Sorry, we're going to have to cut that out. Anus. <laughs> I want to keep it in. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to die. Okay. <laughs> I, I, oh, I think God. it's anus. I think it is. Okay, another case. <laughs> <Anus> <laughs> <hurt>. <laughs> Titty and anus, guys. <laughs> These are the stories of the day. I'm such a child. <laughs> okay, another case. <laughs> Fuck me. Shit. Okay, another another accused woman, Anis Heard, was charged <laughs> by her seven-year-old illegitimate daughter of having six blackbirds as her imps. And what? S- yes, and six more who lay in a box lined with black and white wool. The accused elaborated stories on each other, especially about their familiars. The women were charged with crimes of bewitching animals, bewitching brewing, baking and butter churning was apparently a crime, um, striking people with wasting sickness, and bewitching people to death. Some accounts of the hysteria place the number of accused at 17 or 18 going to their deaths. Historian Russell Hope Robbins, citing more recent research of records, placed the number at 14 with two executions. With stories and confessions aplenty, it seems that convictions would have been certain of many of the accused, but two of the women were not indicted at all. Two women were imprisoned, but denied charges of bewitching cattle and two people to death. They were not indicted and released. Four women went to trial Three of them, on charges of bewitching people to death, pleaded not guilty and they were acquitted. Testimony against them came from children. Four other uh, people were accused and they pleaded not guilty. They were tried and convicted, but then they were reprieved. One of them was Newman, who was charged with bewitching to death four people and her husband. 
Agnes Glasscock and Cicely Sells were also charged with bewitchment to death. Joan Turner was charged with bewitchment by overlooking and did spend one year in prison. And the only two that were hanged were Kemp and Bennett. Kemp was charged with bewitching three people to death between 1580 and 1582. She confessed to the crimes. Bennett was charged with killing a man and his wife. In 1921, two female skeletons that were thought to be the remains of the executed witches were found, um, and they were unearthed in an Osyth garden during a construction project. The exhumation was televised. Some of the bones appeared to have been pierced with nails, which was a common practice for dead witches to keep their spirits from haunting the living. Cecil Williamson placed Kemp's remains on display in an open coffin lined with purple satin in his Museum of Witchcraft. Kemp's remains were then kept by him for his personal collection when he sold the museum in 1996. The asking price for the haunted house is £240,000, and it sold in January of 2020. What? Yep, and that's the story what of the... Oh, I know. <laughs> and that's the story of the Osythe witches. And that's it. That fucking blows about yeah, how everyone just was... Turning on each turning other. Turning on each other, but, like, what else yeah. are you going to do? Yeah. That Nicolina, she's definitely practicing witchcraft. Her hair, too blonde. Seriously, <laughs> the things that they could just like accuse people of. Unnatural. Of yeah. doing. Just crazy. To be practicing witchcraft, witchcraft. was absurd. Yeah. Yeah, like this Alice Taylor, um, she, I don't know, I don't know exactly where the whole witch thing came from, but mm-hmm. they just assumed she was a witch like out of nowhere because yeah. she, she was her grave was obviously De- being, being desecrated du- dug up yeah because it was out in the open that's so sad um but like i don't know yeah. there was sightings yeah. of her this woman that owned the house like literally fled and and she also sorry yeah these bitches are probably so mad she also said that she would not sell it to look a normal she wouldn't sell it to anybody who had children oh wow okay and she ended up i think at the end of it they were like listen literally only people who are like paranormal investigators right who have people who can tolerate experience with, with the paranormal yeah. are allowed to own the house they wouldn't just sell it to anybody so i don't know that's who crazy owns it now but apparently it's super fucking haunted so yeah dope yeah yeah i mean they probably are just unrested Mm-hmm. and pissed mm-hmm. that they were wrongfully accused of doing shit they never actually did. Yeah. I mean, I probably would be. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's that's brutal. Yeah. All um, right. So are we going to do some fucking Mary Kills? There are so yes. many witches to choose from, and I don't know which yes. ones to choose, but I've got a few. They're all fuckable, I think. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um... Let's just pause and we can gather. We'll come back, yeah. Okay, okay we're back with our witches. Okay, I'm back. So, <laughs> would you, these are going to be, this is going to be a hard one. I'm excited. Okay. Go ahead. Would you fuck, Mary kill, Splendora Agatha Cromwell. Oh my god, I don't even know who that is. From um, Halloween Town. I can't believe that there's a witch named Splendora. Yeah, I thought that's where your name came from. No, that is legitimately my mom's legal middle name. Oh my god! And I thought it was the funniest name no. ever. 
It's the witch from Halloween Town. Okay, I'm, I'm looking at a picture of her. Okay, yes, got it. Then Fleur de la Cleur. Okay, yeah. And Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna kill Splendora. Okay. Sorry. Um, or no, you know what? I'll kill... Why, is she a good witch? I've never seen Halloween Town. Are you kidding I've me? never seen Halloween Town. <laughs> okay, I'm adding it to my list of movies to she's watch this the Halloween. She's fucking... Yes, she's, she's such a, a good, good witch. witch. Okay. Yes. Then I will marry her. Okay, that's I'll a good call. <laughs> I'll kill Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Okay. And I will... No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I have to... I have to... I will marry Splendora. Okay. I will have to kill Fleur. Okay. She's a... I'm so, I'm so conflicted. I can't have sex with Fleur. She's a child. She's a literal, like, 15-year-old child. She is 15, yeah. So I'm not having like, sex okay, with Okay, okay, you'll kill her. Yeah, that's fine. She's... But then I'm a child murderer. <laughs> I'm so conflicted. She, like, does, like, the Hunger Games in Harry Potter. Like, I think she can take it. I'll marry her. No. I forget what the games are called. I God just, damn it. Just she, oh, she's going to die. Sorry. Yeah, I don't care. She okay. can die. And then I will have sex with Sabrina. Sabrina. Teenage Witch. That seems right. That was a hard one. Well, Sabrina's a child too. She's, she's like 16. Well, but we watched her grow up to be an older person. I guess. Yeah, you're right. Like she went to college. No, We watched right. her in college. Yeah, you're right. But like. I mean, I guess Fleur too. Yeah, she grows up. Yeah. Like, she doesn't stay fucking 15. She gets married at the end, I'm pretty sure. I'm still gonna kill her, because she's too beautiful. She has, like, what is it? She has... You're gonna kill her because she's beautiful? Yeah, she That's where the problem is, Vila not because she's a her. child. She's part Vila. So, like, yeah. That's um, fair. You know what? You've had it too easy for too long, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Final answers. Okay. Mine are The Wicked Witch of the West from Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty. Okay. Or uh, Hermione Granger was the other one. So right. also from Harry Potter. Okay. So Wicked Witch of the West, you said? Mm-hmm. The Green Witch. Yeah, I'm going to kill her. Okay. Um, Maleficent, I will... Bang. Yeah. And yeah. Mary Hermione. Hermione. That's, that's what I would have done. That's the right choice. I think so too. The only choice really. Now I feel bad that I killed Fleur. Oh my god. Get over it. <laughs> I'll fucking pick a new witch if you're really that no, upset no, no, about no, no, it. No, I don't There's care. lots to choose my from. My answers are locked in. It's you too can... late for me. <laughs> They're locked in. Um, yeah. It's too late for me. It's fine. She dead. It's okay. Goodbye Fleur. Uh, you can, even if you wanted, like... I mean, I could marry Fleur. Take Lily Potter. She fucking gets marked anyway. Oh my god, Nicolina. <laughs> Jesus. Why don't you just say he who must not be named name? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I uh, love Harry Potter, guys. Yeah, me too. I, I hate J.K. Rowling right now, though. Oy, All right, well... Okay, guys. Well... That was our witches episode. Yeah. We're extremely tired. Exhausted right now. Um, We ho- hope the audio was worth the exhaustion because we've mm-hmm. been at this for like five hours. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, 
tune in next week for our hometown haunt episode. Yeah, and I'm forcing my boyfriend to uh, tell me his on the next haunt. episode. So you guys get to hear Admir next week, which is going to so be I'll put the pressures so on. So exciting for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All, All right, right, guys, stay fucking spooky. Stay spooky, because that's just showbiz, baby. <laughs> Bye. If you like this episode of Paranormal, we need your help. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple. And if you listen to us on Spotify, go ahead and click the follow button. Even better, you can donate to us on Patreon, where you can access bonus content and members-only merch. To support your favorite spooky duo, go to patreon.com slash paranormalpod. And for show updates and giveaways, be sure to follow us on Instagram at ParanormalPod. And remember, stay stay spooky. spooky!